everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my left. My name is Vinny Herman, also known as Vinny Wise. We're going to start today's show off with a little shout out to James Cameron for being a good sport about Avengers Endgame, dethroning Titanic as the second highest grossing film worldwide. Uh, An iceberg sank the real Titanic. It took the Avengers to sink my Titanic was the gist of what he was saying in his little uh, artistic rendering uh, of the Avengers Endgame logo sinking uh, the Titanic, maybe a little insensitive to something that happened like a long time ago, but still real good sport. Good on you, James Cameron. Uh, I think last time I checked, they were like $250 million away from dethroning Avatar as the highest grossing film of all time. And that's nuts because it's only like three weeks out. It took Avatar quite a long time to get to that spot. Avengers Endgame is only three weeks out, and, like, this thing could stay in theaters for months. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see Avengers Endgame take that top spot. Anyways, moving on into trailers. First trailer we're going to talk about, something we've been waiting for four years since its announcement for... Final Fantasy VII, the remake, finally got a trailer. The graphics look good. Looks really cool. Uh, Looks like Materia System may return because uh, you do see Materia in Cloud Sword in certain shots and uh, none in others. Uh, I like the combat style. That's a big thing for me in this. Because I don't really know much things about Final Fantasy. (laughs) Not anything. Well... That's fine, you know, because uh, I've never played the original all the way through, uh, even though I did finish Crisis Core and watched Advent Children. But this has piqued my interest. It looks good. What do you think? It does look good. It looks like um, like the games I play on my phone, like the Marvel Strike Force. Okay, like, you know? yeah, and that that's speaking a little towards that gameplay style I was talking about. Uh, the first time, I'm, I'm pretty sure they used something similar in Final Fantasy 15, uh, but the first time Final Fantasy really ever used that was like 12, I want to say. Uh, and that was like one of the many things I hated about Final Fantasy 13 because I threw that back out for turn-based. What I'm worried about, though, I'm, I'm worried it might lose the roaming aspect of those original games because there was a, a big explorative effort in those games and uh, it, it added a lot of fun. You can find a lot of Easter eggs. It was really cool. Uh, I'm also worried that Cloud will be a bummer uh, based on my playing Crisis Core and watching Advent Children. And I, I know emo was big at the time. It was cool to make guys like really sensitive down here. Like, oh man. Oh, oh, oh. But Cloud, as I remember from the original game, when I did play, uh, he's kind of a smart aleck. He, he's kind of a, you know, quippy. Not, uh, I shouldn't say quippy, but like he's got a little bit of an edge to him while still having like some pain and some deepness to the character. So. Yeah, I, I'm worried that they'll they'll lean harder into the Crisis Core Advent Children cloud uh, and steer away from, like, what made him an entertaining character for me. I don't know. It looks like it's going to be a pretty faithful remake to the original, uh, down to Impact animations. I'm pretty excited for it. Can't wait to see what's coming in June. Moving on from there, we also got a trailer for the Watchmen series. Uh, that That's coming to Amazon, I want to say. 
so I'm not going to get to watch it. <laughs> but uh, this one, this topic ought to be quick because I have no fucking clue what's going on here. Me neither. I've watched The Watchmen, but the series... Yeah, I don't know. having seen the movie like a million times, having read the graphic novel like so many times, I, I still, I, and I've come so far, it's been a long time since I've read it last, but I still think The Watchmen is probably my favorite graphic novel of all time. But even with all that, all those elements, having read all the inserts, I'm this deep into Doomsday Clock, no fucking idea what's happening in this. Um, what I can point out, Obviously, there's some fanatic group dedicated to Rorschach, something like that. Maybe they're led by that dude in the silver mask. I don't know. There's an obvious Black Freighter reference. I'm not sure why that should have any play in this, but it's there. Uh, I do know that Jeremy Irons is Ozymandias, but that's just from previous announcements. Uh, but I've got nothing outside of that. Uh, I don't even think it's been stated exactly if this is a sequel to the graphic novel or movie or what's going on here so i mean it looks interesting whatever's happening here is mm -hmm. like okay that's interesting <laughs> but that's that's the best i got i'm not really yeah. excited for this because uh, i have no fucking idea what to be excited for so now we'll we'll see like, how I don't that see shakes. any of the characters that I like. Yeah, and I mean, like obviously, with knowing that Jeremy Irons is Ozymandias, uh, this is definitely taking place in the future. Like it's it's definitely taking place after the events of Watchmen, whatever that means. Uh, but yeah, like given that you know that Rorschach is dead, uh, you know John left Earth like years ago I'm assuming decades ago at this point you don't really know what happened to Night Owl or Silk Spectre but it's gonna be hard to pinpoint what's gonna go down here I need another trailer I need another trailer so that it comes down to that but we did get a, a trailer for Batwoman as well uh, starting now I should state this takes place in a Gotham City where Batman has disappeared uh, we don't know uh, where he went or why uh, but it seems the people of Gotham believe he gave up on them and I take umbrage with this uh, I don't believe that's going to be the case in this show because Batman doesn't give up on Gotham it, not, not if we're talking comics not if we're talking movies Batman does not give up on Gotham that is the Dark Knight's charge to protect and better that city We've got, we've got a uh, we've got an interjection from a uh, spectator, uh, Jeremiah. What are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, I watched uh, Flash, and there was an episode where they go to Gotham to find Batman. Yes, and it isn't there? You so, you were talking about uh, the now infamous ah uh, what was it called Elseworlds crossover event, and that was awesome. By the way, really 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 great CW storytelling. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, even in that, they talk a little bit about, like, where is Batman? Like, uh, I love that they, they do the whole thing where Oliver uh, believes he's a myth, doesn't believe he actually yeah. exists, and, like, gets really mad, and he's like, I'm the original vigilante! And I'm like, nah, dude. But, uh, no, nah, it, it is out of character for Batman to just give up. So I don't know what's happened to him. I can't believe he'd be kidnapped for like years <laughs> nobody tried to find him uh that is suggesting maybe he doesn't have a robin in this universe but 
still, like, something had to have happened for Batman to walk away, and I hope that plays into this show. But my biggest hope for the show is that it tries its best to work within the Arrowverse while sticking as close as it can to the source material. Detective Comics, 854 to 863, it, it has some fantastic and dynamic storytelling from Greg Rucka. Can't suggest that enough. But that is where I fell in love with the character of Batwoman. She is a really cool character. Uh, and the reason I bring this up is that the crows in this trailer, it, it's already askew from the murder of crows from the comics, which is actually a special ops buddies of uh, Colonel Kane. And uh, it's a group he puts together to help protect Gotham. So it, like they're a little on point, but they're a little off kilter too, making it kind of a police force. Uh, mostly, I hope that they focus on the fascinating family drama built into this character uh, and Alice, uh, who we met in, in this, uh, because this trailer really is leaning hard on the "I'm Bat Woman." I'm gay, let's focus really hard on these two things. And that's just not who this character is or what her stories are about. Those are, those are things that are a part of who she is, but those are not who she is, if that makes any sense, you know? Yeah. Uh, this trailer all but says fuck Batman, but I'm really excited for it, uh, especially now that Gotham is over. If they open up the Dark Knight's Rogue Gallery to her in later seasons, we stand a chance that finally proving that live-action Batman TV shows can work. Um, you know, I don't know. The no. costumes are pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> what you, would you think about this? No, I like it. I mean... For someone who, who isn't necessarily privy to the character of Batman or, or Batwoman, you haven't really read anything about her too much, you barely know who she is, does this look like something that could get you into the character is, is this like oh i don't know who that is but i want to know who that is um yeah i think <laughs> it's like saying because when i first saw it of how my messenger has the dark mode on it mm. i thought it said Catwoman trailer oh <laughs> no no we're definitely far removed from Catwoman on this one uh i thought the action looked really good in this yeah. too the fighting is good hopefully they keep her in that suit like often and a problem a lot of the Arrowverse has outside of the Flash is they take the masks off of these characters all the time and they're running around without their masks. And it's just, it's frustrating. Put the fucking mask on. And if they do that with Batwoman, that is a horrible misstep. Like, after she puts on that Batsuit, if she is consistently going into situations without that Batsuit, we're going to have a problem here. <laughs> It, but it looks really good. I'm very excited. I'm just worried it's going to try and have too much of a political agenda and that that's going to distract from the really, really, really good stories they could be telling. I'm I'm telling you, son, I got to get my hands on some collected editions of this stuff and introduce you to this character proper because you're going to love those issues of Detective Comics. So interesting. And speaking of interesting and something you'll love... <laughs> I am interested in It Chapter 2, and you love this shit. Yes. So, uh, first, gotta stay. if your teaser is three minutes long, you didn't make a teaser. <laughs> that being said, for someone who hasn't read uh, the book and only made it, like, less than halfway through the audiobook, uh, 
this does serve as an uninformative trailer because again i'm not really sure what's going on in here uh, I feel like there, there's going to be ex- exploring of Pennywise's oranges, uh, and, yeah, exploring his origins. <laughs> Apparently, I really want to know about Pennywise's oranges, but, but uh, something you had mentioned to me is like, yeah, it, it looks like they're going to go into his origins. Yeah, but then I started reading it again, and I noticed that this man in the picture is not Pennywise. Actually, it is a man named Bob Grays. Bob Grays. Okay, who is that? He was the original Pennywise. So from the from the circus in the in the photograph. Yeah. Yeah. And what I saw that little girl, it kind of looked like Beverly's dad a little bit. Mm. Maybe me. maybe he's like some sort of vessel because isn't Pennywise some sort of alien? Or something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's like a symbiotic type of alien, and when it f- came to Earth, it it uh, joined with that guy, with yeah. with the original Pennywise, and maybe that's why he prefers the clown thing because that's the mentality of his host. Yeah. That would be really interesting. Uh, mostly, I, I'm in it for the continuation and the conclusion of this story, uh, yeah. but. Did you notice uh, James McAvoy? You know who that is, right? Um, He's yeah. the guy who played Professor X? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He he is in this movie, I, and it sounds to me like he's using his British accent, and I don't remember any of these kids being British. Yeah. It, it, he only says, like, one thing in this trailer, but it was... It, definitely had that accent so either he fucked up in that one scene that they decided to use for the trailer and accidentally slipped back into his actual accent or they're gonna make one of these characters british out of fucking nowhere so but what as someone who has read the book what are you hoping for in this whole thing what like what are some big key elements from the book that you definitely want to see on screen Probably, like, one of the loser club members, like, probably, like, die because, you know, that's what happened in the book. And I hope that they do because there was just some crazy stuff when they were adults because, like I've told you, Stephen King was doing some cocaine at the time and he brung (laughs) some weird stuff. Like, he brung a turtle and that's Pennywise's enemy and that's why he fears a turtle. Uh, it, well, it's like it, from what I understand, from what I've heard secondhand, it's a cosmic turtle. He's yeah. like, it, is it God? It's too much <laughs> to go into. Is that turtle God? It's too much to go. Whoa! Uh, you know what? I I agree. I I'm down for a random God cosmic turtle <laughs> to come kill Pennywise. <laughs> like all of these. Like I mean, because we are dealing with some fantastical elements here, but yeah. for. All of that to go down and, like, this whole rural town, like, horror elements. And then, boom, space turtle. And like, I think, <laughs> I'm down for that. I think we're going to get to see Mike being the black spot. Because, you know, when Pennywise jumps out of that wall? Yeah. And it's all burnt. And then you see Mike. And I'm pretty sure that's the black spot. Okay. And I don't know what that means, but okay. It's um, where his parents got killed. And it was the where black people were and people burned it down. And oh, that's where his parents died. Okay, so that's yeah. a, that's another element from the book, right? That's why he was fear. That's okay. his fear. And well, if you listen closely, whenever um, Mrs. Kirsch opens the door, it's actually Bill Skarsgård's voice. Because I watched it a bunch of times, and 
it's Bill Skarsgård's yeah, voice. So they're going to do some uh, audio blending there. Yeah. Perfect. I like and that. I love this actor who plays that old woman. I was creeped out when she was just oh, staring Oh, when she there. pauses and she's yeah. just staring. Yeah. And then was, she goes back to the It's really unsettling. Chat. Yeah. And the way she snaps back into, yeah, like, it's like, like she doesn't just, like, casually move her head back into, like, being natural. No, it just snaps back and, like, yeah, now and she's talking again. When I saw it, I saw that her eye, one of her eyes, like, on the left. Like, kind of drooping down or something like that? Yeah, and then the other one was just looking at us. Yeah. And that's another, it was a sign of it being Pennywise. Well, and, yeah, and and this the last film even is good on visual cues, yeah. like little tiny tastes to let you know, like, here's what's about to come, but unless you were diligently paying attention, yeah. you it, like you're gonna be surprised. Uh, like, so yeah, it, it's it's got a. I I think it's gonna carry that on. It's the yeah, same filmmakers. The first kill in the movie will probably be that little girl because you know at the end it looked like she was behind some stadiums in a football game or something. I don't even remember what little girl you're talking about. They flashed so much shit at it you. It was at the very end where Pennywise yeah. pops up and he's like, "Hello." Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I got like I had nothing from that. I was like, okay, yeah, Pennywise being Pennywise. I cool. think this might we be saw the it. second thing I might be scared of because the I'm scared of Leatherface. Like I'm not scared of most horror movies, but I'm scared of Leatherface. Like wearing somebody's face, like oh, it's just creepy. And then now I saw it Chapter Two's trailer. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Well, we gotta move on. Far from it is far from home and we got another trailer from that uh this one is gonna start out by breaking our hearts and opening end game wounds like right off the bat you can tell that uh so i'm ready to cry again at the beginning of a fucking marvel film <laughs> and i cannot stress this enough i fucking love the introduction of the multiverse but could quentin beck uh aka mysterio be lying about that uh because dude lies a lot in the comics and yeah. what I mean by that is that, like, because they have established that there are alternate timelines in the MCU, thanks to the Ancient One in Endgame, uh, Coulson on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. But what I'm saying is, could Quentin Beck be lying about being from another yeah. universe? Uh, <laughs> which will feed a lot of false information throughout the film before we finally realize, oh, dude's been fucking playing us the yeah, whole he's, time. He's like... It seems to me like he's trying to keep Spider-Man out of it so he can get more of the attention. Yes, because that is one of Quentin Beck's origin elements is that he presents himself as a superhero and wants to be like this big revered thing. But in actuality, it was like a heist the whole time. And one of the ways that he subverts expectations or subverts uh, suspicions is that he frames Spider-Man for the thing he's been doing. And I, while I don't think there's going to be a framing of Spider-Man, I do think, yes, because it's obvious that he is going to be acting as Spider-Man's new mentor in this. He's going to probably abuse that to try and keep Spider-Man down, try and keep him out of the element so he can do whatever nefarious thing he wants to do. Uh, because, spoiler warning, if you didn't know Mysterio was a bad guy... And why he's a bad guy. Google exists. So, yeah. you know, use that. Um, 
But this trailer tells me that there is going to be a lot of growth in Peter Parker between losing his mentor, again mentioning his new mentor, definitely going to turn on him, absolutely going to happen if you don't know that going in. Man, I feel sorry for you. Why are you this deep into a comics podcast? Uh, It's... Uh, A classic story of greatness being thrust upon him type thing, Uh, no matter how much he just wants to be a friendly neighborhood superhero. Uh, And I'm excited for that. I just think unless they're already hammering out a new deal with Sony, uh, they need to be really careful about making Spider-Man the new face of the MCU. They, They keep talking about, we need a new Iron Man. Are you the new Iron Man? Blah, 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 stuff like that. Uh, which is absolutely what this trailer is suggesting. Um, not that he shouldn't be, or, or that I don't want Captain Marvel to be, but Sony dumb sometimes. <laughs> they, they could see the success of Spider-Man in the MCU and be like, oh, we want our toys back. Spider-Man's popular again. Let's make our own movies again. And then totally fuck it up because that's what they do. But... Yeah. Like and Marvel Studios needs to play it safe here. Like, let's not throw Spider-Man like front and center, and then he gets pulled back. And like, how do we explain that? You know, like, just be careful, Marvel Studios. I'm very excited for it though. Uh, and it, what, what did you get from this trailer? Anything else? No, not much. Like, shoo, I just love this. What about the uh, the budding romance between MJ and and Peter? Yeah. That's kind of crazy, actually. Like, she is, oh, I am Spider-Man. And I'm like... Could could you use more words than that? Because no. what you said was not a sentence. <laughs> it's just like heart... It's a heartbreaking time in the MCU right now. Too much. Yeah, but I think this is going to bring some levity. There are yeah. some really fun jokes. It, it ends on a really fun joke. Like, yeah. I work with Spider-Man. You work for Spider-Man? I work... With Spider-Man, not Wait. for Spider-Man. <laughs> and how did the the um plane get the exploded? Like, well, I mean, I'm I'm sure we'll find out something like that in the movie. They they always leave little things out, so maybe yeah. there's like some fire that comes down from the sky because we are dealing with the elementals; those are like the big bads in this movie. So yeah. maybe and some there's... fire comes down and blows the thing up, but they chose to remove the fire because they haven't shown that character yet. The first trailer where it shows like Nick Fury shoot um Ned, mm-hmm. and then he's like um like he said hello Spider Man or something like that. I don't remember because I haven't seen it. It's really that. hard to contact you, Spider Man. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I love that. Spider Man ghosts Nick Fury. He, yeah. like he cares so little about like the larger idea of Nick Fury. He's so removed from that side of the MCU that he doesn't realize who he's fucking with. <laughs> And he just ghosts him, like sends him straight to voicemail. I I love that. It shows the naivety of the character as as we're standing with him. And that's why I say there's going to be a lot of growth because like he now he's getting like Nick Fury thrust upon him. And that is not something like I think he's ready for, but he's going to have to rise to that occasion. Uh, Jeremiah, you had something to say? Uh, Yes. Uh, in in game, it showed them like being gone for years, right? So mm-hmm. how does he come back from that and just go to school and act all normal and everything? Okay, well, I mean, everyone was snapped, so they came back as they were five years ago. Uh, so really, it's it's uh, you, you just have to assume all of those kids got snapped. I don't know. Flash looks a little older, so maybe Flash didn't get snapped. 
But then again, like, he's obviously a smart kid, so why is he still in high school five years later? So, no, they probably all just got snapped and came back. So, moving on, though, we got some news to cover. AEW is coming to TNT. And what I mean by that, All Elite Wrestling, the new promotion founded by Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jason, uh, will be airing weekly later this year on the TNT Network, something that is insane since we haven't seen wrestling on TNT since WCW. So it's kind of interesting Ted Turner getting back into the wrestling game, trying to take on uh, WWE again maybe, or maybe not. Who knows? There's a lot of sour grapes over at uh, AEW and even talks of bringing in um, uh, CM Punk, who would love to see the fall of WWE. Uh, Tony Khan, president and CEO of AEW, said, quote, wrestling fans have wanted and needed something different, authentic, and better for far too long. AEW is answering the call. AEW is more than wrestling. It's about a movement fueled by wrestling fans who have been underserved and perhaps even disappointed by what the industry has produced in recent years, end quote. Uh, Per this statement, AEW will offer fans less scripted, Again, quote, soapy drama and more athleticism and real sports analytics, bringing a legitimacy to wrestling that it has not previously had. Uh, No premiere date or runtime has been given, but I personally am excited for this. Son, you got out of the wrestling game a while back. Yeah. Yeah, you watched the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania with me every year, but uh, I jumped back in last year because the women's division really impressed me. And then I saw a lot of other guys doing a lot of other great things. And while I'm still, like, I finally started NXT, and NXT is still keeping my attention, man, WWE went back downhill again. I am thoroughly bored every episode of raw and smackdown to the point where now i'm fast forwarding through shit like i don't even need to see what's happening to know what's happening because like i could watch like three seconds at the end of like a 15 minute fucking thing where dude comes out and says the same shit he's been saying three weeks in a row and i got it i got the whole story plus guess what at the pay-per-view they're just gonna show all of this before the match anyways we're gonna waste five minutes watching all of this before the match even happens uh and this off of the back of the mcmahon's promising that they were gonna start doing everything like listening to the fans wholeheartedly and not that they haven't because becky lynch is champ they heard us fucking Kofi Kingston is champ. They heard us and we're loving those things, but there's still just so much pitter patter, man. This is so much nothing happening and it's frustrating. And then you go over to NXT and guess what's happening over there. Exciting, dynamic wrestling. And yeah, there's some like flaunting and dumb fucking bullshit, but there's a lot of great wrestling. And that's what I want. I want to see some good matches. I want to believe that those two fuckers out there are fighting. I get it. It's fake. But it can be good when it's good. Speaking of something that it like kind of has those when it's good, it's so good elements, Marvel is producing a very interestingly titled comic book. They announced plans to commemorate their 80th anniversary with a new anthology book called Marvel Comics Number 1000, which will include 80 stories from 80 different creative teams starting in 1939 when Marvel Comics was established and working its way to the present day with each page correlating to one year in Marvel's history. Wow. 
Yeah, it's a really interesting element, a really interesting story idea. Marvel Comics 1000 is definitely a rip because they're they're definitely playing on action comics the one number 1000 detective <clears throat> comics number 1000 yeah and, and like this is not the 1000th issue of marvel comics like that's that's what i'm getting at there that like they're obviously jumping on that bandwagon especially because action comics was an 80th anniversary for superman detective was an 80th anniversary for batman now their 80th anniversary is coming up. Of course, they're going to drop a 1,000. But I do love that, like, each page is a year. We're dealing with a lot of different creators here. This is going to be fascinating, especially because the lineup includes prolific comic creators like Jason Aaron, Kelly Sue DeConnick, Alex Ross, Chip Zerdesky, Jeff Loeb, and Tim Sale. Like, those two names alone are huge. And also uh, celebrity guests. Uh, and some of these surprise me. Athlete Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is going to be working on this book. Rapper Taboo. Uh, and a little less surprising, but still like, wow, okay. Writer and directors uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are going to be working on this book as well. Uh, if you're not familiar with who they are, they are responsible for the Lego movie and Solo's... A, no, no, no. They got fired from Solo. I'm sorry. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Yes. Yes. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse as well so it's really cool that they're going to be working on this book too uh but most of these names i'm not familiar with that are going to be working on it and uh it actually has raised a little controversy because out of the 97 creators working on the book only nine are women and while i do think there could be a little more inclusion there i don't know Mar like marvel comics has not impressed me a whole lot so whatever the female creators are doing it's not really making it onto my radar at all uh, and, and that's not because I'm like, oh no, I'm not even looking into female writers. It's just, okay, here's your Dr. Strange book. Here's what's happening in Dr. Strange. Am I interested? No, moving on. That has nothing to do with is a woman drawing it is a woman writing it. Like it's no slight to them. It's a slight to the interest Marvel peaks with me. So what do you think about this one? Obviously, I'm going to be picking up two issues of this. One for me, one for you. Maybe an extra issue with a variant cover. Who knows? But are you excited to check this out? Yes, I am. Get a little taste of the Marvel history. Like, that is the thing that's got me. Like, we're going from the beginning to the end. Uh, and whatever that means. Like, I don't, I don't care. There's a story out right now, which I'd really like to share with you when I start reading it, called Spider-Man Life Story. And the actual elements of the story are as it, it starts in the 60s and Spider-Man ages in real time during this. The first issue is the 60s, second issue is the 70s, third issue is the 80s. Obviously, we go on and on and Spider-Man advances as someone aging 30 years, unlike Spider-Man in the comics, who's been around since the 60s and is still like in his late 20s. So... That is, that is, oh. those are the things that Marvel is doing right now that really interest me, like actually taking a realistic look at their history and how these characters can advance through it or have advanced through it. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a trip into the phone booth. It's time for the news, the phone booth news. It you should probably go get my phone because guess what oh, I forgot right. again my phone and after <laughs> us having to talk about 
moving the mic around. I am forcing you to move the mic around. So, <laughs> guys, this is the part of the show where we take all of the news because there's always so much news we compact it for you and i try to give you the news faster than deadpool can save the day which gives me three minutes 45 seconds hence the reason we need the phone hence the reason we need the timer and uh here comes vinny wise back in with my phone here hand me that thing thank you i don't know why i needed to sing that but i did and now we're here killing time and trying to fill some space okay i've got <laughs> break it down okay i've got my uh i got my timer here then the human is back on mic on headphones and, and now i'm doing i'm st and now i'm doing things that i told him not to do on mic like you know clearing my nose and no in video game news as reported by bloody disgusting a recent patched patch for dead by daylight inadvertently revealed Ghostface from the scream franchise as one of the new soon to be added characters to the game in comics news in issue 40 of mighty Morphin power rangers from boom studios uh it will debut a brand new lineup of Rangers and launch the new Necessary Evil event that will answer one of the biggest mysteries in the Rangers' history. Legendary creator Neil Adams is returning to the world of the Dark Knight this August with Batman vs. Ra's al Ghul, a six-issue miniseries under DC's Year of the Villain banner. Marvel Comics has announced a new crossover coming in July from writer Mark Guggenheim and artist Dave Wilkins with Wolverine vs. Blade special number one. Also coming in July from Marvel Comics is the next arc from Donny Cates' run on the Guardians of the Galaxy titled The Death of Rocket Raccoon. Artist and writer Patrick Gleason, known for his work on Batman and Robin, Green Lantern's core, JLA and others, has signed an exclusive agreement with Marvel Comics with his first book, work <laughs> with the publisher coming in a short story in July's Amazing Spider-Man number 25. In TV news, according to the discussing Jesus, I am not reading well. According to Discussing Film, The Mandalorian will receive a second season with Jon Favreau attached to return as showrunner. Amazon's The Tick has officially been canceled and will not return for a third season. The highly anticipated Star Trek series starring Patrick Stewart, uh, Cap... Fuck. <laughs> starring Patrick Stewart, finally has been titled... Picard. With the Umbrella Academy being a big hit, Netflix has signed a deal that will give them the first opportunity to make shows and films based on the Dark Horse's considerable library of titles, although no specific projects have been announced. Alright, getting it together. Two specials have been fuck. <laughs> Two specials based on fan-favorite Nickelodeon cartoons. Invader Zim and Rocco's Modern Life will finally see the light of day on Netflix with the release dates yet to be announced. Adult Swim announced Rick and Morty will finally return for season four this November. Cobra Kai has been renewed for a third season and in addition, YouTube announced all of its upcoming original series and specials, including Cobra Kai, will be available for free with advertisements. And Seth MacFarlane's live-action sci-fi comedy series the orville has been renewed for a third season on fox in movie news the new 4k blu-ray steelbook set of ghostbusters and ghostbusters 2 will come out with six rare and newly unearthed deleted scenes including the long requested fort detter scenes 
Uh, Michael Roker has cur is currently in talks to play the role of King Shark in James Gunn's uh, upcoming Suicide Squad film. While Disney has officially removed the Gambit film from their upcoming releases, while New Mutants has been moved back yet again, this time to April 3rd, 2020. Disney also announced that the next series of Star Wars films post the Skywalker saga, saga will take place in 2022, 2024, and 2026, and that 2022 film will be from the Game of Thrones creators David Benoff and D.B. Weiss. And despite with what certain photos circulating may say, according to Disney CEO Bob Iger, Marvel Studios won't be officially announcing Phase 4 until sometime this summer. During an AMA, though, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige confirmed the future of the MCU does include plans for the Ten Rings, while Richard Madden, known for his role as Rob Stark on Game of Thrones, is reportedly in talks to play Icarus in the MCU's Eternals film. And that is the news. Okay. Ah, uh, wow. I, I, so, I did it quicker than I thought. What did we do? We did three minutes and 58 seconds. <sighs> oh, my God. God, I destroyed that one. Not in the good way, either. Not in a good sense. I fucked that up so bad. That is not a good representation of my ability to do phone booth news. That was the worst Hulk smash ever. <laughs> that, that is the worst phone booth news ever, I think. Uh, but what in there caught your attention? What would what, you like from the phone booth news this year, uh, this time, this year? Um, the from the whole cop. year, tell me. The Cobra Kai. Every phone booth news I've done this year, tell me what you liked. Uh, Cobra Kai, huh? Yeah. All right, we're going to talk a little more about that a little later, but yeah, I was pretty jazzed up about that. Ah, uh, man, a lot of good stuff. Rick oh, and Morty. And, and uh, the Invaders and in Rocco's More Than Life. Really? Have you ever yeah. watched the originals? Yes. Okay. I've um, seen Invader Sim and Rocco. I'm a little excited for Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, Invader Zim was never really my thing, but I think this is really smart the way they're doing this. Like, don't revive the shows with like two or three more seasons because I don't think that'll work. Do specials. Do these special little uh, one-shot deals, like hour, hour and a half. Like, don't drive it into the ground. Just give us a, a another story from these guys. Yeah, a lot, a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, I'm particularly excited about uh, the uh, Ghostbusters Blu-ray set. Like, I'm down for some new scenes from these old movies. I can get into that. And the new Star Wars films. While people are, like, really fatigued on these, I'm cool. Like, yes, give us a break, but three years is long enough for me. And I'm really interested to see what the Game of Thrones creators are going to bring to the Star Wars universe. Anyways, yeah, moving on from there, though, we're going to be getting caught up, guys. This is the part of the show where we talk about the things we've been playing, doing, reading, watching. Uh, and first, I want to say I've been playing that Galaga. I I did not buy the cabinet, the $300 cabinet that they have at Walmart. I kind of want it. I did like even though I own this, I still want that in the little handheld version that I saw uh that I could take on the go with me. But no, I bought this kind of plug and play thing. You you plug it into um 
USB and HDMI, and then you, you play on this, like, detached controller that takes batteries. I don't know, but I've been having a lot of fun with it. You saw me playing it last night. Uh, I was I, using Snapchat filters. Yeah, he was Snapchatting me. I realized that I might be balding on the back of my head. It was a great time! Yeah. Uh, I've been getting caught up on some shows, uh, so now I'm, I'm just about ready to start Doom Patrol. Uh, I, I finished season three of Santa Clarita Diet, which I did want to say that, like, while it while it leads off with, like, there is more story to be told, it also does kind of have a little bit of a cap to it. Like, I'm okay with this being the end of it, while I still want to see more, you know? Uh, I don't want to spoil what happened, but that last scene gives us something that I was, like, really waiting for all season and the whole season teased, and now I want to see where that goes. But I, I am at a peaceful place with it. Um, I've been making mixed CDs again, <laughs> which I've been, yeah, I've been playing a lot of those in the in the truck. Uh, you're, do you remember what I made most recently? No, because I usually have my own music. Yeah, in. well, you know what? You need to start listening to some good music. Anyways, I I burned Ooh, a Breaking better. Benjamin CD, an Alkaline Trio CD, and a Blink-182 CD. Uh, just mix of their their stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, just, just getting back to the old ways of doing things because uh, I'm set in my ways. Uh, I bought a set of Infinity Cups. You know what I mean by that? No. <laughs> okay. You know those little graphic cups you get from Walmart, the like 89 yeah. cents? Well, they had one of each for the Infinity Stones, and I wanted them, so I bought them. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a thing they brought out during Infinity War, actually, so I'm surprised they're still around. But uh, we started Cobra Kai together, though. We, we, we only got as far as three movies into the Karate Kid franchise, and we started Cobra Kai because I don't have number four, and I was like, eh, why do we need to watch the Jaden one? Strike first. Strike hard. No mercy. Yeah. No. What did you, uh, what did you think about the show? I really liked it. Yeah, I kind of cut you off. I kind of like, because you, <laughs> it was like 11 o'clock. Uh, I needed to do some writing for this show. And uh, and you were like, oh, man, I want to get into episode three. And I was like, we'll start that on Sunday. Because <laughs> it's Saturday of us as of us recording this. Um, so, yeah, I kind of cut you off. Uh, and I insist that you do not move on without me. For All right. For two reasons. Well, like one, you don't have access to my YouTube account in there, so you can't move on without me because only the first two episodes are free right now, uh, and the rest of the season won't be free for a while. But uh, yeah, uh, you kind of have to wait on me because I'm paying for the thing. I'm going to pull that dad card. It's my house. It's my rules. I pay for the YouTube premium. We're going to watch it when I want to watch it. thought this was your roommate's house. Well, yeah, okay, fine. You know, you, you got me there. But still, owned. Way, to, way to make me sound like a really sad dad <laughs> on the internet. Thanks a lot, son. Who's You're your welcome. favorite character, though? Because we do get a lot of new characters. Obviously, we've got returning characters, Johnny Lawrence and, and Daniel LaRusso. Like, what are your thoughts on them? Danny really changed. Yeah, very different. And th this show is going to take you on a roller coaster. It's going to change your opinions on these characters, like, episode to episode. But out of the new characters, who are you really digging? Probably the one kid that um he's teaching right now. Uh, Miguel. Miguel. Yeah. Yeah, he, he seems like a nice kid. Don't get too attached to that. <laughs> yeah. I think we I will. 
Uh, Jeremiah, you sat in with us. You um, you had something to say? Miguel or something, whatever his name is. He yeah. kind of reminds me of like Danny, like Danny when he was younger. What? Nah, I I think he's, I think he's a little wimpier than yeah. than Daniel. Like Daniel had kind of like a a smart ass edge to him and stuff, yeah. and he was technically already practicing karate, although it wasn't like legit karate. So like he already had some like toughness to him this kid is just he's just a nice sweet kid like who just wants to defend himself you know um so uh, nah I, I, like you're totally wrong jeremiah <laughs> i'm basically looking at a 13 year old and going not nah, you're wrong uh so then so, what have you been watching playing doing playing a lot of Fortnite now since i got the bow pass yeah, which I find interesting because, like, not too long ago, you were, like, kind of over Fortnite, and now it seems like this Avengers Endgame mode has brought you back in. Fortnite! <laughs> I'm uh, just getting into uh, Apex Legends more and more, and then Fortnite came out with Fortnite Endgame, I was like, oh, man, I should try it. It's probably going to probably be bad. And then I tried it the first time, I was like, I'm going to play this whole night. Fair enough. No, I, I I get that. I mean, Galaga always calls me home. So, like, the first night I got that little handheld thing, the, the little plug-and-play thing, uh, I stayed up way too late playing Galaga that first night. Uh, had to work in the morning. It was a travesty. But uh, What else you been doing? You, you been watching any new movies? You been listening to any new music? Get us caught up on you. I've been listening to more of Lil Skies. What is uh, Lil Skies? Is this um, just another, like... He's uh, a rapper. He's not, like, mumble. Okay. No, yeah, because as I was saying, is he is... Because we were watching that Chris D'Elia thing about Kodak Black. Phone yeah. on um, the top. Four hours later, it's hot. Gonna flip it and flop. Now it's time to stop. You know? <laughs> like, and he was making the shit. NMN. N, NMN. Oh, yeah. Eminem. Right around my four toss. Get my four horse. Now it's time to go involve sauce. <laughs> like, yeah, I like that shit. I love, I love Chris D'Elia's version of rappers. I love these rappers when it's Chris D'Elia being these rappers. Although I actually already like Eminem. But um, so who is who is this guy? This sky guy. Who's the uh, sky guy? Maybe you watch. Hey, hey, kids. Who's the sky guy? I've been hearing y'all rap about so much. Just turn my chair back around. <laughs> Well, we can always look at his picture because I forgot what nah. it looks like. <laughs> you know what? You're right, but nah. No, I'm not no, that invested he, in him. He's pretty good, a rapper. Is um, he another one with face tattoos? Yeah. All right, I'm already done with him. But <laughs> he's like, he's not like rapping about like what other the rappers rap about, you know. Like, so, uh, like, so are you trying to say he's more more down to earth? Yeah. Like, he's actually talking about real things. Yeah, m some of the times. Like, you know, like, he's, like, he's, like, talking about how these other rappers, like, they're always talking about, like, their money or something. Like, Okay. Sounds like it. He sounds like just another one. Like, that's that's what I feel about. Because you have to see it from my, my standpoint, son. Like, Eminem is constantly being talked about. And while I, I remember him coming out. He's still part of the conversation. He has like outlasted all of these other guys from his generation of rappers. And it seems like every 
five minutes I hear about, and it's mostly from you, every five minutes I hear uh, or see there's this new tattooed face rapper and he's, you know, realer than the last one, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> okay. Maybe he'll get a million dollars in his bank account and he'll stop being important. Cool. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and uh, he's it, actually it's not, I mean, don't get me wrong. Rock bands are the same way. You know, country singers are the same way. Like, you have people who are just, like, one-hit wonders. They pop up, and then they go away quick. And, yeah. like, maybe 10 years from now, you'll remember one of his songs, and you'll get really into it, but then you'll look back at his other stuff and go, like, what the fuck? Why did I like any of that? Because I've done that. There are so many bands from high school that I listen to that I just do not give a shit about anymore. I, I've listened I to their stopped. music, and it's garbage. I stopped listening to Old Town Road because I did not like it. And I listened to... Who are they? Are they a, are they a band or a No, it's a from a rapper called Lil Nas X, and oh, it's okay. really popular. It's kind of like country and rap, you know. It's Ugh. it's number one on top Ugh. 100. And I now I looked at his... Rap. I listened to his other stuff, and his one song called Thanos Blow It, it it's good. Like, it's not... I'd rather I'd rather listen to the Jimmy Fallon We Didn't Start the Fire MCU parody. Like <laughs> you know, he's like You want me to sign fire. up for a Marvel song? That's my Marvel song. <laughs> All right. Well anything sh- else? Uh, You've been watching I reading? Think I, I showed Jeremiah uh the Slash Street Boys. The Slash uh, Street Boys? What are yeah, they? It's uh, like it's the horror people like uh, Ghostface, uh, Jason Voorhees. Okay, know, so Freddy. it's like songs from yeah. their perspective. Yeah, is it from, all Backstreet Boys covers? Yes. yes. And oh it's like, wow! Uh, they made one called "I'll Kill You That Way" and um, another one I, I should show you because they're pretty. Funny. This one I'm actually kind of interested in. Like, fine, finally, you mentioned some music you're listening to that I actually want to hear. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that sounds like that sounds like a really good and time. We, we both listened to the Deadpool, like, musical Disney parodies. There's actually... Yeah, I've heard about those, too. There's another one than the one that we watched. Oh, what was it? I don't know. It's okay. one where he goes to a bar. Okay. Well, I think we're plenty caught up at this point. Maybe it's yeah. time to take this one out. And in order to do that, you guys need to like this episode if you liked it. Subscribe if you loved it. You're checking this out somewhere while here. Why not, like... Comment your thoughts on any of today's stories. Share and hit that bell on YouTube if you want to know when the newest episodes are up. Like our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics, on Facebook and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subjected. <laughs> Check out Subjected Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter. And all of our personal social media is down in the description below. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. My name is Vinny Herman, Vinny Wise. And now it's time for some of this real. Cue the outro music, not chill. <laughs>